Let us pray. Lord, may the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable to you. Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. In 1492, there were two Irish families, the Butlers of Ormond and the Fitzgeralds of Kildare. They were involved in a bitter feud. It was generational. Many, many years have been gone on where these two families could not stand each other. The disagreement centered around the position of Lord Deputy. Uh, both families believed that it was inheritedly their right to have. Uh, in 1492, this tension broke into a fight. It outright warfare. A skirmish occurred between the two families just outside the city walls. The butlers, realizing that the fighting was getting out of control, took refuge in the chapter house of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin. However, the Fitzgeralds followed them into the cathedral and asked them to come out and make peace. So, you know, the butlers were afraid, right? They were afraid that they'd just be slaughtered if they came out, and so they refused. As a gesture of good faith, the head of the Kildare family, Gerald Fitzgerald, uh, ordered that a hole be cut in the door. He thrust his arm through that hole and offered his hand in peace to the butlers on the other side. Upon seeing this, that Fitzgerald was willing to risk his own arm by putting it through the door, the butlers reasoned, yeah, he was pretty serious about this. And they shook hands through the door. The butlers emerged from the chapter house, and the two families made peace together. Today, we see in the gospel lesson that Jesus has gone out in the country, outside of the city, and outside of the places where only his kind of people were. He's out at a graveyard when a demonic man starts going mad. An exchange takes place, and Jesus casts the demons out. But what he says afterwards is what I want to focus on today. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with Jesus. But Jesus sent him away. Return to your home. Declare how much God has done for you. Jesus is the one who reconciles. Jesus is the one who brings and makes things right. It's only through him. Are you seeking comfort today? Are you lost and confused in life? Have you been tormented for decades? Is your pain and anguish casting you out from your family? Are you a pariah in your neighborhood? If so, Jesus walks in and reaches his hand through the door. Except he didn't just do that, did he? He didn't just reach a hand through the door to offer it as a sacrifice. He came himself to be the sacrifice. Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons describes this as he sings, You saw my pain, you washed out in the rain. Broken glass saw the blood run from my veins. But you saw no fault, no cracks in my heart. So give me hope 
in the darkness that I will see the light. Give me hope in the darkness that I will see the light. How do we have hope in the darkness? For those of you who are just covered in a shroud of gloom that just seems to be following you around, how do you break out, right? I mean, this is what all great self-help books are about. I mean, there are like 10 ways to new you. You know that. There are seven principles to you being rich. You know them all, right? I mean, there are a million things that you could read forever in the self-help section of Barnes & Noble, which, by the way, is like the entire store now. Um, like you, I mean, it's just incredible, the amount of stuff that only if you had willpower, right? If only if you had enough gumption, you could make it happen, right? Except we know that the cloud's still over our heads. What do we do? Well, reconciliation is the theme of the lessons this week. In Galatians, Paul is reconciling that the work of Jesus breaks down all the boundaries that we set up to define the world. What's it say? Slave, free, male, female, Jew, Greek, all are one in Christ Jesus. All of the things that we use to categorize don't matter in the kingdom of God because we're brought under the covenant of grace. We're reminded of his promises to us. We all long for reconciliation. We long for it in our family system, right? You all have that uncle or that aunt or that brother or sister or maybe, maybe parents, right? We all want some sort of reconciliation with someone. Maybe who's passed away. Maybe who's sitting next to us. We long for it from our neighbors. You know that neighbor? I'll tell you a little story of mine. My next door neighbor moved in. He comes in. The first, the first interaction that we have together is me complaining about something that he's done. And he has yet to ever talk to me again. Now, my wife and him get along great, and we're good neighbors in that sense. But he's done with me because of one interaction, right? I want reconciliation, right? Y'all remember Huey Lewis in the news? I don't know if you follow them. By the way, you should follow them on all their social media. It's fabulous, Huey Lewis in the news. But I'm just, just a plug. This is a simple plug there. Um, but Huey, um, these guys are great. Um, so Huey Lewis in the news. Remember that song, If This Is It, right? Um, that song is great. It's about, you know, like, obviously it's about a breakup. But it's this question that we all have in our heart. Like, is this it? Like, did I just, like, was that it? Was that the thing that just broke this whole thing apart, right? You know, if this is it, you better let me know. Please let me know. Just say, just say it. Just say so. If this is it, please let me know, right? If this is it, I mean, it's just a great song of, I mean, again, Huey Lewis in the news, like modern day prophets. But they, I mean, the, the thing is, like, we, there's this connection, right, where we just want to know where we stand with people. And I don't know about y'all, but so much of our lives are spent trying to kind of do this dance where we just see if we're, like, in a good place. Instead of just saying it, instead of just being honest, we're just a little afraid to let people a little too close because we've all been hurt. Well, 
The Gerasene demoniac, by the way, that's what theologians call this guy in Luke, the Gerasene demoniac. He knew exactly where he stood. He knew exactly where he stood. He knew where he stood in relation to God. He knew where he stood in relation to his neighbors. He knew where he stood in relation to everyone. And that was cast off and pushed aside. He knew it. At least that's what society told him. His religion told him. His people told him. Cast off, literally abandoned to the grave. But God, who is rich in mercy, who always seems to show up just a little late, have you noticed that? Just a little, a little longer than he should take to get there, you know? Always seems to have us wait just a little longer than we should, you know? He didn't cast him off. He didn't abandon him to the grave. He made him new. He welcomed him to a family. And he didn't just say, hey, you get to join my troop. Although he did, right? He said, no, no, no. The troop that you've been longing to reconcile with for however many decades you've been in the grave, go back to them. Return home. Go back to your family and let them see the miracle of new life in you. Think of it this way. Today, we're baptizing three little ones. And each of us are going to be reminded as we walk back in a few minutes to the font. We're going to be reminded of this confession that we've had, that we believe in God. We believe in Jesus, that we renounce evil, that we choose Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that we are bound to him by his mercy and grace. Because we have to remember this. He first loved us. He loved us while we were yet in the midst of our dumbness. While we were that guy in the grave, he loved us. Baptism is a sign, a seal, as Galatians says. As many of you as were baptized into Christ, you've been clothed with Christ yourself. So the gloom and the clouds and the funk that hang over us, that follow us when we get called to the boss's office and think, this is it, we're getting fired, you know, that, that, that cloud that follows you around, it's been baptized too. You're clothed in Christ. You are new. You won't feel it all the time. Rarely will you actually feel it but it doesn't mean it's not true. Ultimately, we know that Christ is the one who came for you and for me. So as we turn to the font, as we watch and behold three new folks coming into the kingdom of Jesus, as we look at Tennyson and Harlow and Jack, and as we watch the smiles or the cries or whatever, you know, on their faces, we will be reminded that we're all baptized together with them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.